The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming from Newcastle, Fontaine, northeast of England. Uh, today is Sunday, May the 21st, and we are here to have a little look back over this weekend, bit of a weird weekend in the Prem. And then we've got three games, just a little mini card. We've got a, I think it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We've got a game every night. Uh, tricky three games to handicap as well. Uh, but the man to do it, uh, is sitting on the other end of this phone and it's Mr Barry Penaluna Baza. what's happening? Good evening I'm struggling a bit here Malcolm I've well, uh, caught the sun enough, yeah go on tell us why yeah I went out this morning it's, I mean spring's arrived on it in the UK it's nice been a lovely weekend been a lovely day and I went out I left the house at 9.30 this morning it was positively mild quite cool uh, went out for kids football Stood on the touchline for a couple of hours, and by the time I got home, I, I knew I was in trouble. Like so, yeah, my bald head is very delicate, very sensitive to the sun. I didn't have a cap on. I, I actually took my SGPN cap and left it in the car. Um, so I have been burnt to a crisp. My forehead is now absolutely throbbing. Um, I've got a headache. I feel sick. I just feel very silly about myself. Really, I made made a big error. I had a feeling, I just come in here about 10 minutes ago to fire up all the equipment and stuff. And I just thought, I bet your buzz has burned his massive body heat today. <laughs> I just, because um, we were, um, we played baseball today. So, and you're right, it was an incredible day. Uh, a beautiful day. I didn't quite expect it to be as hot as it was. So I went and played. I didn't expect to play because I haven't been training much. Um, and then one of our, players right at the end of the warm-up literally they've done all the warms and went out on the field to play and he just falls out and buggers his knee uh, so I got the call off the bench so I played back-to-back games and that was hot like but I got sun creamed up uh, so I'm quite a nice healthy colour yeah Buzz you know I'm looking alright I've had a bath I was in me, the ankles and my feet are in tatters everything was hot and sweaty in a mess um, but there was other people who were struggling there was a few other few of the Baldy Heeds uh, who were struggling and then I just knew, I just had a feeling that I was going to open, your, your screen was going to pop up and big pink bars was going to be on the other end. Uh, sure enough. I've even, even coordinated it with a pink t-shirt tonight as well. So it well and you can't tell where, yeah. where your head stops and your body starts, like your t-shirt starts. But uh, yeah, you're going to feel yeah, that in the morning. Otherwise, made, made the most of it today, the, the nice weather. I've had the, the barbecue on. We've had a bit of pork belly ribs. Nice. Um, barbecued beans, slaw, corn on the cob. I've had the full works like big barbecue platter tonight in here. So uh, we've ate well today. Um, on the top of the oven, just over there, Baz, is a classic British dessert. What is it? It's going to be a trifle. Oh, I tell you what, you're, you're unlucky there, Baz. It's a lemon meringue pie. However, mm. I made a jelly the other night. 
last night, I mean, the boy made a jelly. I don't know why. We just made a jelly. Um, and there's been custard kicking around. So the trifle ingredients are all here. No squirty cream. Uh, the trifle ingredients are in situation, but there's no trifle. Nearly a trifle, but there is a lemon meringue pie. Nice. Uh, good afternoon to anyone who's tuned in. Captain Insano is uh, in the chat. You said he was at the golf, Baz. Is he at the golf? Yeah, I thought Captain was at the golf with, um, well, I'd seen him with a few of the golf podcast crew. Um, yes. He caught up with Serial as well, because Serial was there. I'm assuming Insano is back home now. Uh, so they were definitely there yesterday, and I think Serial's there again today, but obviously Insano's uh, back home. Did, Cap- did Captain Insano, did he look like you thought he would look like? Um, I'm not sure, because the only person I recognised on the picture, there was four of them, and I knew Serial. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't entirely sure who um, who the captain was, so I'll have to ask you. You'll have to point him out. Uh, right. He was uh, far left. Is the answer? Um, no, I, they, they, I did think I recognised um, a couple of the others. So yeah, the golf boys look like been, their coverage has been brilliant for the PGA. The round four is ongoing as we speak, uh, but they did a live little watch along, a live show. Boston Cap has been out there with. Cameron and uh, Steve, the god of golf, Shermer. And yeah, some of the listeners went out there, but it does, it looks loads of fun. And their, their coverage, honestly, uh, top class. Um, so if you just dip in and out for the majors or you're a regular golf watcher, the Golf Gambling Podcast um, is absolutely top class. Um, we'll get into this weekend's results because, I don't know, it was a bit of a mixed bag. I came away feeling ever so slightly underwhelmed, but we can talk about all of that once I've told you about Edge Boost. Um, if you haven't signed up for Edge Boost, you're missing out. Uh, Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly instalments, uh, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account. Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can double the funds in any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances. Uh, my edge boost double down play of the day is brackets. I should have read the end of that sentence before I read the start. Uh, I'll put something in, in a bit. Something on the Premier League is the answer. Uh, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 or older uh, to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, um, I was expecting a pro- uh, exciting weekend of football, but and nothing really happened. Like it wasn't very exciting. Like the last few weeks, it's all been a topsy-turvy results. There's been fight backs. There's been loads of goals. Um, and now we've come out of this weekend, and just about everything. I looked at all the outright markets. Yeah, everything's done. Everything's done. Yeah, it's all of a sudden. Yeah, it was like, oh, that, that was the big takeaway for me from this weekend. Um, you know, Liverpool drew, dropped the points, so Newcastle Man United now only need one point to secure top four. Uh, Brighton today have just about secured sixth place in a Europa spot. That looks done. You know, it's now pretty much down to Leeds or Everton, isn't it? Um, depending on unless Leicester can pull off a miracle tomorrow. Um, Man City won the league thanks to Arsenal, um, and that's through today's. Uh, into a bit of chaos because you just didn't know what to expect and then you saw the line-ups and as you say, the fixtures have just made it so that this next week's really difficult and next weekend will be an absolute minefield. It's quite a bloodbath next week. 
um, because there'll be a lot of teams who don't need to to win. That doesn't mean they'll rest players, but you've just got no idea until later on. Um, so, yeah, it comes into play with these games we've got this week. Really, really difficult. And as you say, it wasn't particularly exciting. I mean, we would all have probably have enjoyed seeing a full-strength Man City team go out to beat Chelsea to win the league today. Uh, and then Arsenal just folded to Forest and yeah. you know, Forest are now safe. Arsenal handed the cycle to, to City and uh, made today a bit less uh, less exciting than it maybe would have been. Yeah, like you say, the, the markets that were live, you know, Newcastle are now 250 to 1 on, Man United are 250 to 1 on. Um, I mean, Everton 3-1 to one to go down with the only one, but you've got minus 1,000, sort of 10 to 1 on Leicester. Minus... Well, sort of sixteen to one on on Leeds after the day. Um, the European places: Liverpool look booked for fifth, Brighton look booked for sixth, Villa look booked for seventh. It's just really, just a bit of a weird one. We start at the top anyway. I mean, picks wise, I think I've ended up with nine players, nine games because we got Newcastle tomorrow. I think I'm one unit down. Um, a couple of my unders started off, and I died by the late goal. A couple of late goals killed me. However. That's part of the game because I have uh, won a few nice picks um, by the late goal as well. So you can't have it both ways if you want them to count in the 94th minute. You've got to sometimes take the loser to go what with the winner. The 99th, so, yeah, the 99th minute. Well, yeah, even we'll, that. We'll get to that. We'll get to, we'll that. Get to all of that shit in a bit. Um, yeah. Saturday lunchtime, Baz, Tottenham 1, Brentford 3. I took the unders, you took the overs. Um, I mean, my takeaway from this is just quite how bad Tottenham are again. Yeah, I mean, I said this last week against Villa. I know you, you, you were a bit more in favour than against Villa last week, and I'd said I just didn't see what you'd seen to to make you think Tottenham were going to be any better. And, and the next two weeks have really shown that. Um, you know, I mean, they go up early on, didn't they? Through Kane getting his yeah. single goal, I've said last week. Doesn't matter yeah. whether it's a good Spurs performance or a bad one, Kane will pop up with his goal somewhere. Um, and that's all that matters for a minute. He gets another goal close out of the record, and who cares if Spurs win or lose? Um, and then, I, I mean, I, I, I called it right. I, I said I fancied the goals, and I, I particularly mentioned Mbwemo and Wissa. I said I think the two of them are more than capable of, of stepping in and yeah. getting the goals where Tony's not there. And that proved to be the case three goals from the two of them. Um, I actually looked at Mbwemo. I was, I was trying to, in fantasy football, I've got a little bit of ground to make up. So I needed to be a bit different where everyone else has got the same players at this stage. I thought I need to get bring someone different in and captain someone different to Haaland. And Mbwemo crossed my mind. The only thing that put me off is that they play Man City next week and I didn't want to be stuck with him next week when I wouldn't play him. So I didn't do it. It did cross my mind. I ended up bringing in Alvarez, though. He got us a goal. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, and, I mean, mentioned Brentford as well. They've, they've played really well. They've had a great season. Um, up to ninth now, or in ninth, or I think they're in ninth anyway. Uh, point behind Tottenham, two behind Villa. So could still get a little bit better for them. They have got City to play, though. But yeah, they've 14 wins. They've scored plenty of goals as well. And they've got some good players. You see, Tony was out. Uh, and the other boys step up for him. Manager's been great as well. So um, hats off to them. Um, next was a rare success for me. Bournemouth. Neil Manchester United won. They, we both said this. The under two and a half was just huge, gigantic, absolutely gigantic. Man United do nothing but play low-scoring games, and this was never a sweat. 
No, seven to four it went off. So, what, plus 175 is... in the end? Yeah. Um, absolute wow. madness. And I mean, they scored early on, didn't they? And then you might think, oh, here we go. But they did that last week as well in the game. Yeah. It was, was it Wolves, maybe? Um, yes. You know, they got a second in that one in injury time. But just the same script every week. Um, so the price was ridiculous and it was the easiest one of the week for us, wasn't it? Um, it mostly went downhill from there for me. So, yeah, I was pleased to cash those two early on. <laughs> I don't think I hit a lot more. Um, probably my first losing weekend in a while, to be honest. Although, if you put in your, you know, the lock and the and the scorers and stuff, we 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 done okay overall. But I mean, well, the games will come on. We'll show we were we were a whisker away from it being yeah. a really really solid week. Um, yeah, I think we did make good picks, but we've said before well, you've got to make the good picks. But then you have to carry the look. I mean, the next game was a game we didn't really carry the look on. We uh, was Fulham to Crystal Palace too. We both took Fulham um, and they were ahead and playing really, really well. I was at this on the radio and uh, Fulham just looked like they were going to go away, score a third and a fourth. We both um, had Mitrovic as our goal scorer as well. Price of, price was like 13 to something. Uh, 15 to four plus 375. So yeah, you can tag that on as your anytime goal scorer. Um, but then Palace came away uh, and got a late equaliser. This was one of the kind of late goals that stymied us a little bit, but it was just a nothing game, really, Bass. It was the most mid-table game of the weekend. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, as I say, frustrating to lose it late on. Nice to get the Mitrovic goal. As I say, we both took that. Um, and I just felt, like you say, once they edged ahead, I, I felt they'd see it out. Um, wasn't a be in the end. I mean, you look at the stats for the game. I didn't watch the game, but the stats would suggest the draw was probably a fair result in the end. Um, as you say, always a little bit unlucky. Once you get your noses in front, um, disappointing not to see it out. And that moves uh, us swiftly on to the next game, which is even more disappointing on that front. Oh, yeah. Shit. Um, it is for you. Uh, Liverpool won Aston Villa won. I took the under two and a half again. I said I didn't like it. But at the numbers, six to four plus one fifty, the same as the Man United game. Um, the the stats were there for it that Liverpool just keep winning these home games one 0 You took Villa twenty one to four. Villa missed a penalty. Villa got ahead. Then Liverpool had a weird one disallowed uh, by VAR. Actually, I was like Liverpool's luck just ran out a little bit on this day because I don't think that goal should have been disallowed. Um, Newcastle had one disallowed at Forest for it's whatever shitty rule they've decided now that whether the defender's playing it or not playing it um, load of bollocks and then Liverpool did get an equaliser late on again sort of 88, 89th minute something like that um, and that changed you out your Villa win but Villa did play well they had a better XG than Liverpool on the day and I just think Liverpool couldn't keep getting away with it their midfield's not very good um, if you're rolling out I think it was Henderson Curtis Jones and Fabinho, um, when I watched them last Monday, and I'd see him again on Saturday. And that's just not going to get it done every single week, Pat. No, I mean, we I'd, I'd said for a while, and, and they have, you know, take a hat off to them. They've, they've ground out a big run of games with yeah. wins and not lost many. You know, I've, I've always been thinking, I just haven't been impressed with them much at all in that run of games. And I, and I thought, I said, you know, I thought this probably represented the last chance to drop points. I don't think they'll drop any against Southampton next week. Uh, but again, the season could be 
finish next week, so who knows what team they put out against Southampton? I don't know. Um, for me, I just thought Villa represented good value. I thought there was a real chance they could go there and get something. Five to one, so it'll be ahead so late on 90th minute uh, when the equaliser goes in. Um, I mean, I, I did say at the time I, I, I was going with a five to one pick, but if anyone fancied a safer player, then then Villa double chance, I'd recommend it as well at thirteen to eight, so what, about one plus one sixty five. So hopefully one or two might have took that that angle on it and um, managed to pick up a a win. But yeah, always disappointing, especially for a five to one underdog getting so far into it. Although say yeah. ninetieth minute, there was still ten percent of the game left at that stage because they got that obligatory 10 minutes uh, of injury time for that one, didn't it? To see if they could nick a winner. Yeah. Um, the next one, Wolves won, Everton won. Uh, no use to anyone this, but I took Wolves, you took Everton. Uh, so obviously it was a draw. Um, should have been my 1-1 of the week, but wasn't. Um, and this is the one that chinned me out. This is the one that cost me the profit for the week. Um, would have put me ahead because Everton did score in the 99th minute. Um yeah, I thought Wolves were too big because Everton are shite, basically. There's a, um, everyone kept saying they were too good to go down, but I kept watching them. I wasn't seeing it. Um, that might, I mean, you hark back to the game that saved their bacon is that completely and utterly weird 5-1 win um, at Brighton, um, which, I mean, take those three points away um, and they'd be down in and they'd be second bottom of the table, but they didn't. They got the win. Uh, the point effectively was meaningless. Everyone was getting a little bit excited about it, but it didn't really make an awful lot of difference. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't much of a, a game. Wolves tried hard. Wolves did okay, played well, had chances. Calvin Lewin went off injured again, um, and Everton stuck at the task. And bar, I mean, that's still three to one to go down. They just need a result next week now. The talk to Bournemouth, the way Bournemouth played at the weekend, uh, Bournemouth got absolutely nothing to play for at all. Um, you'd think that even Evan, if take a point, Leeds would have to win by three goals to overhaul them. Um, so it looks like that uh, Everton should be should be safe now, Bud. Yeah, I think so. I can't see much changing down the bottom because, I, I mean, Leeds could get something against Spurs. They're at home to Spurs. Spurs are done and dusted. Um, but Leeds looked poor today, didn't they? Um, I mean, I te- messaged you after this one about the injury time, because you got done, I mean, 99th minute. Um, and, and to be clear, there wasn't any big major injuries or anything like that. And um, Wolves player, uh, I think it was Ruben Neves after the game, was interviewed. And he said he'd spoke to the ref and said, where did nine minutes come from? And the ref said, we've been told this weekend to add all of the extra time on for the last two weeks. And Neves rightly said, you know, if you haven't done it all season, why are you, why are you suddenly doing it now? And it just, yeah, it seems odd. I mean, we've seen it in the World Cup where they started adding a, a, a much... Well, they did that for the first week or so, didn't they? Yeah, but it died out of there, didn't it? And then it, it stopped, but it, but then it went back, away. Come back, went to the Premier League, and it's all as normal. Threes, fours, fives every week. And now all of a sudden, um, everyone was getting nine minutes, ten minutes. I mean, the, the Liverpool game, there was 21 minutes, I think, in total, first half and yeah. second half. Um, so, it's it not... It, it, if you're going to change it and, and change the instruction to referees, then do it from next season or start it and trial it in pre-season friendlies, whatever you want to do. But with two games left, I think that's just dodgy. I, I don't like it. I think, you know, if that was an important point, it was a point Everton got... 
that one week ago they wouldn't have got because a week earlier the instruction to the referee would have been as it was and they'd have got four or five minutes injury time and Everton lose the game. And changing it at this stage just isn't right. I don't don't get it at all. Like, and it's, it's just hard to see that it, it's who's it to benefit because. <laughs> and the thing is, what it does, Malcolm, is it just. I'd messaged someone about last night. He just said the Premier League just don't make it easy for themselves because I don't yeah. think the Premier League got corrupt. But things like this just triggers people's heads and start getting crazy thoughts. If you looked at it yesterday, Arsenal needed a goal. Spurs needed a goal. Liverpool needed a goal. They all got nine minutes or ten minutes of injury time. Man United didn't need a goal. They were 1-0 up, four minutes. So it's, <laughs> it's things like that where people look at it and think, well, hold on, the, the so-called big teams who all needed a goal yesterday got the big injury time uh, amount. And then when Man United, on the other hand, uh, and, you know, doesn't, I don't think any of the games particularly had excessive amounts of stuff going on. But that's what triggers people's mind. I just think it wasn't necessary. To change it at this time was silly. And you look at the Man City game today, three minutes of additional time. So it didn't happen today in Man City game. Yeah, but it did in those games, those three games where three of the so-called big six—I mean, Spurs aren't big six anymore—but all three of them teams, Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, needed a goal late on, and they all got ten minutes extra with which to try and get it. And I think that's what looks dodgy to people. And I just think it's stupid. It's unnecessary. Just wait till next season and then make an announcement next season. To say we're going to start cutting out the time wasting, because that's fine if you want to do that. We've talked about time wasting loads and said the best thing to do about it is the referees just deal with it, add the mm-hmm. time on. So do it, but make an announcement next season to say that's what you're doing, not just do it on the sly. Uh, and it's only come out as a result of one of the players asking a question and then telling everybody about it. Uh, but I, I think it just looks a bit dodgy to me. I'm not saying it is yeah. dodgy, but that's the way it can look to people. And That's it, yeah, it is. It's, it's the perception because like our... For example, our Twitter feed now, the, the show Twitter feed is full of supporters and news and Twitter profiles from every different club. And guarantee every single club thinks they're the hardest done to by yeah. VAR. Everyone. And it's funny, like Newcastle fans say, well, what about in the show, you the little six screenshots of Longstaff having his shirt pulled and the Crystal Palace player pushing. But every team's got their own little thumbnail, six photographs. Um, yeah. I mean, um, it's it's things like this that, that just hard news. I mean, I think they've got to trial the 60-minute clock, do they, in a league somewhere? Try it in the National League or something, just the 60-minute all in and out. Because it can't keep going the way it's going. It's suddenly, it's really high profile at the minute. Everyone's talking about it. It's horrible. I hate it. Um, and the other thing, um, the thing that's like you can manipulate is the, like, the head injury, the concussion shit as well. So the ball comes into the box, someone heads it clear, and then you can just stay down. If you want that clock, if you don't want, if you head it back out to the corner taker and you don't want that ball swung in again, just stay on the floor and the game will get stopped one million percent. Like, and I don't know what you can do about that. Like, um, it's a tricky one, the, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it happened in the Liverpool game yesterday and they didn't stop it. There was a clear head injury. The ball got wellied into someone's face. I can't remember who, one of the Villa players. Um, the referee allowed Liverpool to carry on with their attack, waited till it was cleared and then stopped it. And I thought, if you're stopping it for a head injury, you can't just let the team have their attack first. You either stop it or you don't. Make a mind yeah. up. Um, 
as you say, it's open to abuse that one. And now you do. Yeah, it is. And goalkeepers do it. And I'm, uh, yeah, so um, hopefully the uh, the powers will be good. One positive from. Are we on the Liverpool? Have we done Liverpool yet? No, we haven't. We've done Liverpool, Bas. We've done Liverpool. One thing I picked up during the game, I mean, you could tell Liverpool were behind first half. They should have had three or four bookings for fouls or getting away with all sorts in the first half. So I did put in the Discord cards um, in the second half. Uh, I said get on over 5.5 and upwards. We finished with eight yellow cards. Nice. Including one for Martinez, which is the uh, the old system play, isn't it? Yeah, the system dog, play was live and well. I noticed yeah. that. Back the keeper to get the uh, the yellow card, and he picked it up quite early, seventy minutes or something. That cashed at seventy two plus three fifty. Uh, the Martinez card. So again, another another plug for the Discord, where we sometimes put some good stuff in there in play as well. Yeah, that was the old uh, Simmers Simmers special goalkeeper. But uh, not going Forest one Arsenal nil. Um, this was the classic example of. Kind of handicapping the game right and then getting the wrong bet because we liked Forest. Yeah. Um, I was into Forest. I didn't have the balls to take them. I took them on the team tool and not thinking if they won, they were ever going to win 1 0. Um, so I was right but wrong. Um, Arsenal I, Arsenal tried quite hard. So this was just a bit of a weird one. And I got to say, Baz, I'm kind of pleased for Forest. I know people have. Um, but a lot of people have had that say today. Forest seem to be quite a popular team in terms of uh, avoiding relegation. I think they're either, either a big club and they're quite a historic club and I've got some friends who support them and you live there. So we've got all of those things. So personally, I think, John okay. But then they've gone against the current zeitgeist, for example, Leeds, chopping and changing the manager. Um, Nottingham Forest stuck with him. And it paid off, and he seems like a nice bloke. The players responded. They finished the season really, really well. Um, we had them written off a couple of times, Baz. There's no... You did. No... You did, I. Sorry, what? You did. Baz, don't make me go through the old I... episodes and I fetch out. Every week you said, I think that's Forrest done, that's Forrest done, that's yeah. Forrest done. No, you... Stop, Are you insane? <laughs> Definitely. Forrest fans listening through the wall or something? I've, I've not written them off, like... You definitely did. Um, but yeah, great win for Forrest, so uh, delighted for them. Like I said, I think they contribute a lot more to the Premier League um, than a lot of the other, we've talked about Bournemouth and teams like that. Um, and Forrest are a proper club, so happy for Forrest, Arsenal, um, it's all ended with a bit of a whimper, Buzz. Yeah, I mean, I took the goals. And again, like you say, we, we both said we had a feeling Arsenal would have trouble here. Um I didn't think they'd struggle to score. Uh, I thought there'd be goals on it. I, I thought this could be something like a 2-2 or a 3-2 either way or something like that. It was Forrest have started scoring, which which is a big boost for them. A one E is, is, whatever you want to call him, he's on the score sheet again. Uh, but yeah, disappointing for me, nowhere near. I took the Asian goal line, three goals. Uh, and it let my treble down as well, because um, my parlay of the week was three games to be over 2.5. This was the only one that didn't come in for me, so a little bit. I'm giving up on those parlays, but I kind of get more than one leg I, every week. I'm never even close to landing. I get done by one leg. Generally, to get done by one goal every week. Uh, right, uh, I recommend I get done by all the legs and all the goals. Uh, <laughs> West Ham United three, Leeds United one. Um, I was wrong. Took the unders. Thought it would be a bit tight. Uh, you were wrong. You took Leeds. Turns out, Baz, that Leeds might just be absolutely awful. 
it turns out that way. Yeah, I mean, I got off to a good start. Uh, went one 0 up quite early on, but it didn't last too long. Uh, West Ham put a stronger lineup. I mean, my my reason for taking Leeds was based on the fact I thought West Ham had rested everyone. They were all on the drink after Thursday night's win. Yeah, uh, lineup comes out. They did rest Ben Rama, Antonio, a couple of others, but um, Bowen was in there. Packetar, Rice, um, Fornals. You know, so they did have a really strong lineup out in the end. Um, and I was a bit fearful at that point. So yeah, another another bad one for me that one. Where do you stand on uh, Newellsy, the West Ham fan, Baz? Um, fair play to him, really. I'm I'm o- I'm okay with it. I mean, I don't think he was looking for trouble. Um, and he done it. I'll read trying to prevent it, really. I suppose. What What's your view? I don't I don't think you like him, do you? I I, I think he's probably a knob. You don't like fighting, so that's your problem. Uh, I think he does like fighting. Uh, Possibly. Yeah. Pro- 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 you could be right. Anyway, if I see you in town, Nosey, I'll get you a beer. Uh, I'm, the, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm called Barry. Uh, the other one's called Malcolm. Uh, Brighton 3, Southampton 1. Um, picked a winner by his Brighton team total, which I thought was 7-4. to four. You told me it was 4-5. to five. Didn't know. I don't know anything about this game. Didn't see it. I saw the score. And I picked a winner. Do you know anything about this? Uh, yeah, Brighton were two 0 up at half time. As you say, that we, we both took the team total three goals. Took a little bit, a little bit of a slow burner, but Brighton were getting all the chances. Um, probably could fair enough at half time. Uh, Southampton did come back into it. Got two one up on an hour, and very quickly afterwards had a had a goal disallowed. So they did almost get back to two two at one point. Third goal come twenty minutes from the end. Gross got involved, um, and that was that. Um, good performance from Brighton. Uh, I think we we thought it was a good spot for them to bounce back, didn't we? Against a Southampton side who are now done. Um, yeah, yeah, agree. Uh, Manchester City won Chelsea nil. Didn't see. I saw the last few minutes of this. It just looked like a bit of a end of season testimonial. I thought City would come out again. We handicapped this thinking City would have to go and win it. To win the league. So my handicap was Man City. Um, over one and a half uh, first half goals. Um, and then I checked my phone, went in between innings at the baseball and it scored early on. I thought champion. And then again, I don't know much after that, but yeah, it's another loser. Did you see the game? Yeah, I watched the game. I mean, uh, to be fair, it was fairly evenly matched. Chelsea didn't play too badly today. They had more shots on goal. They had a higher XG, uh, more shots on target. Um, I thought City would make changes, but I thought it would be the usual, bring in Foden, bring in Mares. Holland might start and play for an hour or something. Um, and then even when Arsenal lost yesterday, I just thought, you know, Man City have been preparing for the last few days for an 11 to start. You know, he must have, they must have trained as if a certain 11 were going to start. And I just thought he'd stick with that. And I don't believe the team he put out today would have been the team he would have put out had Arsenal not have lost. Um, so he was prepared to change it and he did make a lot of changes. So it was pretty much everyone. I think who stayed in was Walker. I think Kyle Walker was the only one who kept his place. Um, Kanji possibly might have been another one. Um, but yeah, he changed the keeper. Phillips and Lewis came in for Rodrigue, Underwan, Mares, Palmer, Ford and Alvarez came in. So lots of changes. And to be honest, it didn't really change my mind much um, because we know Chelsea are hopeless. 
uh, when Man City always win at home. And I thought even this version of Man City were, looked okay. I mean, what but did you write down what price I took? I took City to score three or more. No, price didn't that? write that down, Baz. Um, I'm sure it wasn't massive. Maybe six to four or something like that. When it come round to the game today, because of the lineups, you were getting almost five to two for City to score three or more. Um, so plus two fifty. The prices had gone really big, um, and for that reason, I, I still fancied it. I just thought now these can still score goals, and we're getting big prices now. Um, but it wasn't a B. I mean, they they created chances. They had a couple of disallowed as well. Um, that was disappointing for me. I've got Alvarez and Mores in my team. Mores set Alvarez up for one disallowed uh, and then Alvarez set Mores up for one and was disallowed so I got Ooh. booked in about 30 points one of them was a blatant handball the other one was a really soft foul once the referee had given it it was never going to get overturned so there was opportunities for them to get more goals um, and as I say Chelsea did did threaten at times Sterling was okay got a few shots on target Um but yeah, this is this is the city we've got for the next two games, isn't it? We just don't know what we're going to get. I think they'll still want to keep the momentum up and and, and keep pushing. But uh, well, they did enough. It's another win, twelve in a row or something now. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that done. I've just burst a great big uh, blister on my thumb there, Baz. I've got finger juice, blister juice all over the place. A little batten, no. bat, batten blister, you know, from being a sporting hero today, and that. Um, Okay, we've got three games to have a look at, three tricky games, but we'll do our best once I've told you about Shady Race, teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Get an amazing 50% off, but a chance to win $500. Shady Race got you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarised shades, customisable snow goggles and much more. And don't forget that, even on day one, if you break them, lose them, uh, you can send them back, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free. Within 30 days, there's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over, so make sure to take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Uh, so, yeah, we've got three games here in decreasing scales of trickiness to handicap, I think. Uh, first game is tomorrow. Um, again, we will both be at Baz. It's Newcastle United against Leicester City. Newcastle need one point to secure Champions League football for next season. Leicester City need a win um, and then another one at the weekend to get out of the shit. Uh, Newcastle are 9-25. to Minus 277. The draw's 92, plus 450. And Leicester are 6-1. to one. Um, So, yeah, you guys had that comprehensive win over Brighton last week. Uh, the more I've thought about this, Baz, the weirder and weirder this result seems because, hey, I'm looking at Newcastle's form line, which um, the only game they've lost was Arsenal. Arsenal have only beaten Newcastle. They can't beat anybody else, so that form doesn't look great. Um, we were poor against Leeds, and then, as just discussed, Leeds have remained shite and can't beat anybody else. Um, and then Brighton have been absolutely brilliant against everyone and just either rested all their good players and then played in a really weird way against us. I wasn't sure what they were trying to achieve at any point. Like, 
Um, I was having to take the three points, but I'm not sure if the the, the form Newcastle are in. We don't look too healthy either. Joe Willock went off. I think that's him done for the season. The rest of the midfield was limping about. Uh, Joe Linton, Bruno was limping around us. Per- I mean, they're playing with lots of energy. They're still scoring goals. Um, the in five of the last six games, they've scored six, four, three, two, and four. Um, Arsenal blank was the other one in that. Um, the thing about Leicester here is that their performance against Liverpool last week I thought was quite alarming. Um, in that there was absolutely no fight as well as no quality. Um, really, you need a little bit of both at this stage. But if you haven't got the quality, you've certainly got to run around and kick shit out of everything. Unless it just didn't look like they had it in them at all. Um, and I'm not sure the, the appetite that they'll have tomorrow. Newcastle, I've got a great record at home. We've got a great record early on. Um, but for my bet, Newcastle don't keep clean sheets. The last clean sheet they kept was against Manchester United on the 2nd of April. That was nine games ago. If you remember how bullish we were that weekend about Newcastle winning. So Newcastle don't keep clean sheets, but I think they have to go out and win tomorrow. Um, It's been a long season. Every time there's been a little bit of adversity, Newcastle have bounced back. Um, They couldn't do any more. I know they can't help what Brighton did last week in terms of the selection of the performance, but I just think with the crowd behind them, everyone knows, I mean, everyone's up for it. Newcastle to win and both teams to score, Baz. Uh, it's a price of 13 to 8 plus 162. I think we can see another 3 or 4 1 like we saw on Thursday night. Yeah, I, I agree with most of your takes there, really. I, I think, um, you know, despite the fact we only need a point, the only way to secure that is to go out full throttle as we would normally uh, and try and take all three. I think it'll be a big atmosphere tomorrow. There's a huge amount of excitement around Newcastle going into tomorrow's game and the expectations that we might be able to clinch this fourth spot with a game to spare. Um, They'll want to do it at home, you know, big celebration. So I think it's a horrible spot for Leicester, this. Um, Leicester were probably hoping and praying Villa had held on the other day and Newcastle would have come into this knowing that Champions League was done and maybe come into it a little bit uh, drunk. Who knows? But... um, Here's one for you. Eddie Howe has never lost an evening game. I mean, I haven't verified this stat, <laughs> but I heard somebody else say it, so I'm going to say it. Uh, he's never lost an evening game as manager of Newcastle United. Okay. Well, that's good. a good one. Um, certainly this season, that would make sense because we've lost to Liverpool. Well, that Liverpool was an evening game, wasn't it? Yeah, I was just going to say, the first oh, one you're going to mention is going to shoot that. <laughs> St. James's Park, he's never lost. So not a mon- on a Monday. Yeah. I, I In May. Know. That's a rubbish stat. Anyway, it doesn't lose many, <laughs> doesn't lose many evening games, Malcolm. I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, not many. Yes, <laughs> uh, a stat that's definitely true. Newcastle have scored four or more goals eight times this season. Uh, they've scored 19 in the last six games. They've already beaten Leicester twice this season, 2-0 and 3-0. Now, it is a massive game for Leicester also, but they just can't defend, can they? They've conceded 15 in their last six games, 10 of them coming in the last three. Uh, the last time a clean sheet for Leicester in the league, uh, that was back in November. Wow. Uh, so you're going back almost six months for the last clean sheet. So my main pick here is is Newcastle to score three or more. They might only need a draw. I don't think they'll leave anything to chance. I can see it being a big night. If you can get a, a, a goal early, 
I think there'll be a few players wanting to fill their boots here, and Leicester might just fold if they go down a bit early. Um, so my main pick is Newcastle to score three or more at 11 to 10. I agree with you. Something like a 3 1 4 1. Don't mind the over. Three and a half if you want to be ambitious. Uh, 11 to 4 plus 275 for that. Uh, the bookies are on to us with the corners, Malgam. Oh, really? What they got? Up to eight or something? Last, last few weeks we've been looking at um, f- over 5.5 has been the line. Um, and against Brighton, we hit that in the first half, never hit another corner the rest of the game. Um, this week, you've got to go to 6.5. Lane Elliott's just come up in the uh, chat and said exactly the same thing. It's over 6.5 and it's at 8 to 11, so it's quite a bit uh, juiced as well, that. So they are on to us. I mean, that's not to say it won't hit. You know, we've, we've hit double figures in plenty of games, but... <sighs> Again, I'll probably look to... I like to include the corners in a bit. I'll look to do something similar. Maybe tie it up with, uh, tie it up with um, Newcastle to score three or more and then tag on the six corners, seven corners, eight corners and play it that way. And if the goals come in, then your corners can start hitting, hitting you for some decent prices. Uh, but yeah, they've definitely shortened up quite a bit this week on the on the corners. So less attractive. Doesn't mean it won't win. Um, but certainly want to think of for your bet builders and stuff like that. Okay. Um, Wednesday is 8 o'clock kickoff, 3 pm Eastern Time. Brighton against Manchester City. Uh, Brighton 16 to 5 plus 320. The draw is 3 to 1. And Man City are, um, what does that say? 13 to 18 minus 138. Um, impossible to handicap this, Baz. What you got? Yeah, I mean, I've just wrote it. just gets really difficult at this stage, doesn't it? I mean, Lane's just come in saying he's lost today on Leeds and Man City took the Man City team total over 2.5. And, and both of them games were ones very much like this one we're about to talk about, where I, I, I tip Leeds fully expecting West Ham to be much weaker than they were. West Ham went a lot stronger than expected. And then the Man City team total was... was done with an expectation of a strong City team, which turned out to be far weaker. Um, so a little bit of a sort of, it's one of those things where you, you really want to wait and see the lineups. Obviously, we don't have the luxury of that on the show. Um, and as I say, I mean, that City game, it didn't really put me off, but it, it just didn't work out in the end. Um, so, I mean, which which version of City are we going to see? Will he revert to playing all the starters this week? So he rested De Bruyne, Haaland... Um, Grealish, Gundogan, Silva, all of them. Is he going to bring them back in? Or is he just going to play, you know, give players the likes of Mares, Foden, Cole Palmer, Alvarez, more game time as a, as a reward for having sat on the bench quite a lot this season? It's it's hard to know. Um, and similar, which, which version of Brighton turns up? We've just pointed out how inconsistent they've been lately. Good win today. They've had good wins against Man United and Arsenal recently. Very poor against Newcastle. Very poor against Everton. Uh, lost to Forest. So just all over the shop, really. You know, the overall view of Brighton is great season. Great team to watch. Um, but again, they've ju- they've secured sixth place today. Can't, can't drop below seventh. I think they've got a 20-goal margin, which, which keep, makes them safe in that spot. So again... I think he might make a few changes. Um, hard to know what what'll what'll happen there. So it is such a hard one to call. But I'm looking at Man City here at eight to eleven, and I think it's generous. 
Um, so all the big names were rested today. And if three or four of them do come back in, there's no way you're getting eight to 11. If Let's say De Bruyne, Haaland, uh, Grealish start midweek. There's no way you're getting eight to 11 for City in this game, I don't think. Even with them having won the league and nothing to play for, I just feel like they'll want to keep the momentum up. You know, they're on a huge winning streak at the moment. They've got two cup finals coming up, but you want to keep winning. You want to keep that success around. And I think any version of this City side can beat Brighton on the day. So City at 8-11, to 11, I'm going to put up as a pick, but I'm going to say you probably need to get on it early because if the that must be based on them expecting a weekend team. And I have a feeling it'll be a bit stronger than that. And I think the price will shorten quite considerably if so. Um, I'll also take City over 2.5 goals just because it's a big price based on the same thing again. Um, over 2.5 goals, you can get it 7 to 4. City goals, these are. Um, so plus 175. We haven't had a price like that for City to score three or more for quite a while. And as I say, if City do go stronger, they might do. They've rested everyone today. They might not need to rest them again midweek. Cup finals are still away, quite a way off anyway. Um, so, yeah, I'll also take the City over two and a half goals at 7-4. Okay. <laughs> Guess what I've done, Bess? Uh Completely gone right. the other way. Yeah, I thought Man City uh, would put might put out a team that's even beyond a weakened team. Um, sort of the kids like Craig Bellamy, Stephen Island, I get a game, Colin Bell. I think you could like, stick all of them in the side. Like, um. Yeah, so it, it all depends on team selection um, from both sides. How much Brighton want it? Do they want to show off a bit? Um, they've had a great season and, and it's their last home game. Um, I just looked at the prices. Like, if you, I said, I, before I looked at this game, I thought if Brighton are around about five to two, I'll take them or bigger. Um, so, really, I think you, you, you're balancing up what, not, we're guessing with the teams, we don't know. So you're balancing yeah. up what you know about the game with what the prices are. So I think with all the imponderables, um, you might end up with the greatest price you'll ever get on Manchester City. You might end up with a life-changing price on Man City. Um, and, and Brighton might go and win this 3-0 because Man City are playing the under-10s. Um, you just We don't know. Um, and with those options available to us, I'm happy to take Brighton uh, at a price of 16-5. to Plus three twenty. I mean, they're a good side as well. So even if if Brighton are no, at full strength and Man City make a few changes, they're going to be in it. You, you can you can make arguments either way, um, and I think we have to caveat these picks this week. As I say, we're, we're fairly confident with our Newcastle play, but the next two, it's just a big lottery. Until you see those lineups, I'd hold off on. I mean, I'm, I'm I just can't see that City price getting any bigger, so I'm willing to take them now and hope for a stronger lineup. But um, uh, if they go out like you, you say, and play some proper names we've never heard of, uh, then I'm in trouble. But uh, Well, this next one's not a lottery, Baz. Um, I don't even have to look. I looked uh, at the well, yeah, teams. That's true. That's true. And we're one thing down, and I got on with the rest of my life. Uh, Manchester United take on Chelsea at 8pm on Thursday. Man United are 3-5, to five, minus 166. The draw is 16-5, plus 320, and Chelsea are 4-1. Yeah. You know what I picked under Man United's under every week. Um, Chelsea aren't interested. Um, yes, yeah, so Man United are happy to win one or two nil. Chelsea are happy to lose one or two nil. This will finish one or two nil to Manchester United. 
Absolutely no problem. It's plus money again, Baz. It's um, five to four this week, plus 120. Um, do you even look at the league team? How many teams have scored more goals than Man United, Baz? Come on, pop quiz. Well, do you know the answer? Yeah. You do. Um, I've got, so I'm not allowed to cheat. Um, I'm going to no, say, no. I'm going to, where are the fourth in the league? I'm going to say there's nine teams scored more than them. Well, Man United are ninth. Um, in, in uh, with 52 goals and goals scored, uh, Man United have scored 52. Even that, you look, Tottenham have scored 66, Brentford 57, Fulham 54. Leicester, second bottom, they've scored 49. They've scored three fewer. Uh, than Man United they just don't score they're interested in scoring all the forwards are rubbish um, yeah and Chelsea again Frank Lampard absolutely might put out the kids as well by the way um, so we, we just don't know but I didn't have to look any further it's a system play he might finish 7-6 who knows um, but at the odds there's nothing else I can take here uh, no, apart from the other two and a half score less than Chelsea <laughs> four Three. Ooh. Uh, the only teams that have conceded less than Chelsea, scored less than Chelsea. Chelsea have scored 36 in 36 games. Wolves, Everton, and Southampton are the only teams who haven't uh, surpassed that total. Um, so, like you, I think, you know, again, man, they just need the one point. They don't need to go hell for leather here. Um, and it's just really simple for plus money over two and a half, under two and a half, sorry, 10 of the last 11 now. And five in a row for Man United have gone under. So giving us huge odds-on prices about the overs just makes no sense. You've just got to go with the value side of it. Uh, it might not come in, but at this price, you've just got to keep riding it. So I've gone the same um, because the manual form says so and because we've seen nothing from Chelsea to suggest that suddenly this is going to be any kind of goal fest. Um, the only thing, I'm still not, Impressed with Man United at all on a no. basis. Nope. Um, they do have really good home form. Um, Chelsea were okay today. And I think you're getting almost five to one for them to win. They're worth a couple of quid. Um, <laughs> I'm tempted. So my, my pick is definitely the unders. It would be for a little underdog play this week. Um, plus, I think if you shop around, you can get plus 500 for Chelsea. Um, I think might be worth a little bit of a sprinkle. Uh, fair enough. Um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is uh, everything handicapped. There's nothing else going on. We've thrown out some, there's no playoffs, there's no foreign stuff, uh, championships, all that to come. So we will have that all covered um, once we get through the mad weekend um, next Sunday, uh, the final day of the Premier League season when all the games will be played. But yeah, nothing else doing this week. So um, pretty short slate, a really tricky slate as well. But yeah, Kind of week where you need to get a little bit creative uh, with your bets. Um, Baz, anything you need to tell us before we go? No, I think that's it from me. I'm going to go and rub some like aloe vera into my head or something like that. Yeah. Something like uh, before it uh, burns anymore. I'm going to go and have uh, some of that jelly. That's what I'm going to do. Nice. Wibble, wobble, etc. Um, okay, we'll be back, I reckon, on Thursday. Um, I might see you at the match tomorrow, Baz. Give us a shout. We might go for a pint or something. Um, yeah. I need to go and retrieve my ticket from Whitley Bay as well, actually. So don't let me forget to do that. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for joining in. Um, good luck with all your bets this week. It's really hard, but there's something something in there for you. Just find it. Um, we'll be back on Thursday. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.